0: Acts 17 When Paul and his companions had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was his custom, Paul went into the synagogue, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. "'This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Messiah,' he said." Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a large number of God-fearing Greeks and quite a few prominent women. But other Jews were jealous, so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city. They rushed to Jason's house in search of Paul and Silas in order to bring them out to the crowd. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some other believers before the city officials, shouting, These men who have caused trouble all over the world, have now come here, and Jason has welcomed them into his house. They are all defying Caesar's decrees, saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. When they heard this, the crowd and the city officials were thrown into turmoil. Then they made Jason and the others post bond and let them go. As soon as it was night, the believers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea, On arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Now, the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the Scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. As a result, many of them believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. But when the Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God at Berea, Some of them went there too, agitating the crowds and stirring them up. The believers immediately sent Paul to the coast, but Silas and Timothy stayed at Berea. Those who escorted Paul brought him to Athens, and then left with instructions for Silas and Timothy to join him as soon as possible. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, "'May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we would like to know what they mean.' All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, "'People of Athens,' I see that in every way you are very religious, for as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship, and this is what I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him In the past, God overlooked such ignorance. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. When they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered. But others said, We want to hear you again on this subject. At that Paul left the council. Some of the people became followers of Paul and believed. Among them was Dionysius, a member of the Areopagus, also a woman named Damaris, and a number of others.
1: Today's devotional is written by Nigel Briggs and read by Gail Race. Listening to Prime Minister's questions on the radio a few months ago, before the election, was at times uncomfortable as a verbal wrestling match often spilled over into personal insults and below-the-belt punches. The battle for facts and the truth was at times hard to find. In this chapter, we see Paul and Silas are in difficult yet similar circumstances. Preaching the gospel was not for the faint-hearted. We see disruption, riots and insults flying as they try to preach the truth of Jesus. It's a battleground. In Athens... Paul is actually called a babbler, a cruel insult that we would not associate with him. John Stott puts context to the meaning of the word in his book, The Message of Acts. The word was used to particularly describe a teacher who, not having an original idea in their own heads, unscrupulously plagiarised from others, picking up scraps of knowledge from here and there. The fact is, not everyone wanted to hear what Paul had to say. Not everyone wanted to accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour. But Paul had the courage to say it anyway, never swaying from his message of Jesus, no matter what the cost was, even if it meant being a fool for Christ. Speaking the truth will often require you to risk how you are viewed. Not everyone will want to hear what you have to say, and not everyone will want to embrace it. You might find, just like Paul and Silas, You have to put your reputation on the line for the sake of the Gospel. Welcome the Holy Spirit into your life right now. Draw your attention to his presence. Reflect for a few moments on these words spoken by the crowd after Paul proclaimed the gospel in Thessalonica. These men who have caused trouble all over the world have now come here and Jason has welcomed them into his house. They are all defying Caesar's decrees, saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. Ask the Lord to highlight areas where you could take more courage to be a fool for Christ and put your reputation on the line for King Jesus. Let's finish with prayer. Lord, give us the strength and the courage to share your wonderful good news. We ask for divine opportunities and promptings to know when to speak and what to say. We say yes, King Jesus. Use us to unlock the hearts of those that don't know you yet.